0: Hello, Twisted Humans!
1: Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that will keep you up at night. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and and Uncorked. And welcome back to Shockingly Wicked, a true crime podcast where we bring you true crime cases from the headlines to the hometowns. I'm Brianna. And I'm Brittany. And we are your hosts for the evening. So before we get started, we do have one extra shout out to give today. Pippi! Yeah, I did check some of the other countries, but I didn't see any reviews the other day. Don't know if anything else has popped up since then, but Pippi221, thank you so much for your review. I'm really glad that you think that we do our research well. That that means a lot to me. But we today, what are we talking about today, Britt? Today we are talking about
0: Susan Smith. Ba, 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 ba. Oh,
1: hold on. Alright, so Britt is leading the case today. I know absolutely nothing about it, so Britt, take it away. Okay. So on September twenty-sixth.
0: In 1971, Susan Vaughn was born in Union, South Carolina. And I think it's like 30 minutes away from Chesney, where the superbike murders happened. Very small town. Very small town. All the small towns. Okay, so when she was six years old, her father killed himself after his wife, which was Susan's mom, left him. Well, damn. (laughs) I know, like, Okay, so Susan tried to commit suicide twice. Once when she was 13, and then again when she
1: was 17. Well, I guess when you start out with that kind of life at six years old, Mm -hmm. it can really can really mess you up so susan would go on to marry david smith and then
0: she would change her name to the infamous susan smith uh they had two kids together um they were both boys michael daniel smith was three years old and alexander tyler smith was 14 months old
1: before we carry on when you said the infinite the infamous susan smith it made me think of the uh, notorious big it's her rapper name. Okay. I know who Biggie is. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying the infamous Susan Smith is her rapper name. Okay. Oh, I was like, the shit that I, know I don't you know, know who who's B- Biggie is? I know you know who Biggie is. Everybody knows who Biggie is.
0: It's <laughs> like it when you call me Big Pop. <laughs> throw your hands in the air if you were true play okay anyway so their marriage was rocky and they had fights about money and then so it said they weren't on the same page when it came to intimacy and I don't know what that means what does that mean I know what My intimacy guess, means but. yeah
1: I'm guessing it's probably like I don't know I guess maybe one of them wanted to be more physical than the other one wanted to be or I, I was know thinking that- one wanted more <laughs> rough sex <laughs> I mean that's also possible but then there's also the idea that maybe like I know people talk about love languages a lot these days but maybe it's something like that where like one of them was doing something for the other person in whatever their love language is but it didn't translate because it's not the other person's love language you know something Christmas maybe something love along love language.
0: Chris's love language is bullying me <laughs> same I love
1: him. <laughs> that's also my love language
0: I know you bully me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that and gift giving my
0: love I buy, language i buy is people's
1: love being bullied <laughs> so it works out
0: yeah that's fine okay so anyways so they would go on to file for divorce in september 1994 so at the end of 1994 susan was a single mom at 23 she was living alone with her two kids i guess like they handed like the sons off mm-hmm. and then david and susan at this point, had been separated for several months because now we're in October. So I think they filed for
1: divorce in September, but I think before that they were already separated. Yeah, that's usually how most divorces happen. They usually separate for a certain amount of time. Because I think some states, you're required to be separated for a certain amount of time before you In can... South Carolina, well, I don't know if it was like that in 94, but I
0: know now in South Carolina that you have to be separated for a year before you can legally file for divorce.
1: Yeah, because I had a friend who got married in, I want to say it was South Carolina, maybe Georgia. But I think I think they had to be separated for at least a year before she could file. I think that it's like that in a lot of the southern states. Shocking.
0: <laughs> so they were successfully co-parenting Michael and Alex. Susan would go on to have a relationship with Tom Finley. So Tom Finley was the son of the owner who owned the company, which was named Conso which was like a mill that Susan worked as a secretary for. Tom's father was, you know, he was rich, rich. He got that money, honey. So Susan's 23, Tom is 28 at this time. Okay. But they, I think they were just casually dating. I don't think it was like anything serious. Tom reportedly had ended things with Susan a few days before her children go missing.
1: But he didn't want a relationship that included children. And then he was also afraid that their backgrounds were just too far apart. How is he going to start a relationship with a woman who got two kids and then say he didn't want to have two kids in a, involved in a relationship? I think
0: she thought it was a lot serious. I think they he thought it was casual. Like, I think they were just, like, sleeping together. And then yeah. she wanted it to be
1: more than what it was. I mean, I guess I get that. But at the same time, I communication people (laughs) like but yeah and he said that their backgrounds
0: were too far apart he was coming from a wealthy family and she was the daughter of a mill worker so susan wrote a letter to tom i'm about to read it to you guys and then tom wrote a response letter to susan on october 17th and this was eight days before the boys were reported missing so susan hand wrote a letter to tom and I'm gonna read the letter. This is gonna get real dramatic. It is very dramatic. <laughs> like it makes me like I know she's twenty three, but like damn. Can I know I, I need...
1: Can I read Tom's letter since you're reading Susan's? No. I wanna okay. read it. Okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> dramatic. Okay.
1: Okay. Dear Tom,
0: just a note to say thank you for everything. I could never express in words how much you mean to me. I will always treasure our friendship and all the wonderful memories we have made. I want you to know that I have never felt with anyone the way that I am with you. I have never felt so needed. You are a very special person, and that is a part of why making love to you is so wonderful.
1: (laughs) It feels wrong knowing all of this information.
0: Oh, okay. I know how you feel about our relationship, and I respect that. I'm appreciative of your honesty with me. I do want us to be friends forever, and I'll never let anything happen that will change that. I do hope that we will be able to date some and be together someday but if we never made love again my feelings for you would not change because having you as my friend is worth more than sex could ever be worth (sighs) once again i am sorry for saturday night and i would take it back in a heartbeat if i could i really wanted to be with you and i hated that i wasn't Thank you for being there for me through all the rough times. You are a true friend, and I want you to know that I will always love you and care for you for the rest of my life. You are the best friend anyone could
1: ever have. Um, This makes me uncomfy just because I I have a feeling I know where this is going. (laughs) Well, I hope I said everything
0: right. The bottom line is, I'm glad we're friends. And if that is all we can be, then that we will just have to do one hell of a job doing that. Who knows what the future holds for our relationship. I'm just going to live one day at a time. One more thing before I go. Please don't hesitate to call me if you need anything. I will always be here for you.
1: Friends forever. Susan Smith. I mean, it's a very sweet sentiment, but it seems a little clingy
0: she's In also way. 23 this
1: is something a middle
0: schooler would write I just
1: want to point that out yeah I mean that's true I it's it's weird because I understand why she was doing it she wants to be like it's okay that we can we can be just friends I'm cool with it whatever seems she's trying too hard to be cool with it though if that makes sense
0: yeah um I just want to point out that her note was handwritten and his was typed oh no <laughs> Okay. The impersonality of it. Okay, I'm gonna... Okay, so Tom's is a little longer, but I'm gonna read his. Okay. Dear Susan, this is a difficult letter for me to write because I know how much you think of me. And I want you to know that I am flattered that you have such a high opinion of me, Susan. I value our friendship very much. You are one of the few people on this earth that I feel I can tell anything. You are intelligent, intelligent, Beautiful, sensitive, understanding, and possess many other wonderful qualities that I and many other men appreciate. You will without a doubt make some lucky man a great wife, but unfortunately it won't be me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Damn. This is so harsh. Oh my god, especially because that's not even the very big like that's the very beginning of the letter. That's the first paragraph, and there's like a whole page
0: of my letter. (laughs) Okay. Even though you think we have much in common, we are vastly different. We have been raised in two totally different environments and therefore think totally different. For my first two years in Union, I dated very little. But then Laura came along and we met at Conso. And I fell for her like a ton of bricks. Well, even though I fell in love, I just want to point out, this man spelled in love, E
1: N. Love. I love the sick next to it. That's such a burn. Like, this is misspelled. This man knows nothing. <laughs> uh, I
0: fell in love with Laura and I had my doubts about a long and lasting committed commitment, but I never said anything. And I eventually hurt her very, very deeply. I won't do that again. I just want to point out, this is the second paragraph, and he has already, like, said that he has regrets of hurting another woman.
1: And and he's going to continue going on, hurting this woman, In hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more paragraphs, Tom! But, like, after I read it, I really can't get
0: mad at him, because he just says what he's thinking. Which is good, but I'm also just like, I could have just left it at that. (laughs) <laughs> I think they, after you read both of these letters, I think they just have two different, like, thoughts of where the relationship was going. Yeah. And I don't think that they realized how different they thought the relationship was with each other. Yeah, Like, I think he wanted something casual, and she wanted something, like, she wanted to get married to him right away. Yeah. But I just like to point out that he said he can't date poor people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We come from vastly different backgrounds and we think totally differently. Okay. So? (laughs) Okay. That that doesn't mean anything. Have you ever heard of Romeo and Juliet? (laughs) Don't
0: give. No. No.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. This is my
0: favorite paragraph. Oh, geez. Okay. Susan, I could really fall for you, but like I've told you before, there are some things about you that aren't suited for me, and yes, I'm speaking about your children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your kids are good kids, but it really wouldn't matter how good they may be. The fact is, I don't want children. I mean, that's valid. I mean, I don't want kids either, but like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These feelings may change one day, but I doubt it. With all the crazy mixed up things that take place in this world today, I just don't have the desire to bring another life into it, which is
1: a valid point. I Yeah, it's a valid reason for not wanting kids. I feel like he probably should have said something before they started getting together. But I mean, it, as you said, they probably thought the level of commitment was very different here. Yeah. And then he goes,
0: and I don't want to be responsible for anyone else's children either, which is fair. Yeah. But I'm very thankful that there are people like you who are not selfish as I am and don't mind bearing the responsibility of children.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a compliment. <laughs>
0: But our differences go far beyond the children issue. We are just two totally different people, and eventually those differences would cause us to break up. Hold on, I'm not even done. But don't be discouraged, boy. <laughs> <laughs> there is someone out there for you. In fact, it, it's probably someone that you may not know at this time, or that you may know but would never expect. Either way, before you settle down with anyone again, there is something you need to do. Susan, because you got pregnant and married at such an early age, you missed out on much of your youth. And I mean one minute you were a kid, the next minute you're having kids. Because I come from a place where everyone has the desire and the money to go to college, (laughs) having the responsibility of children at such a young age is beyond my comprehension. Anyhow, my advice to you is to wait and be very choosy of your next relationship. I can see this may be a bit difficult for you because you're a bit boy crazy, but as the proverb states, good things comes to those who wait i am not saying you shouldn't go out and have a good time in fact i think you should do just that but don't get seriously involved with anyone until you have done the things in life that you want to do first
1: i understand that but the part about like how people have the money and the desire to go to college i was like damn dude we get you rich (laughs) like (laughs) not like people who don't have the money to go to college it doesn't mean they don't have the desire they just can't afford it (laughs) (laughs)
0: well I don't I think she was okay and content with her life like she didn't want to she didn't want to do any better she didn't want to do any worse she was fine I think he comes he's also older Mm -hmm. so you have to keep in mind I think there's
1: what it was five years Five it's a five year difference and I get that I, I guess for me as somebody who took a little while to get through college I'm just like I mean it's not for everyone Yes, I gotta think. This is in the early 90s in the South. Okay, that's true. I just like how he says, you're a bit
0: boy crazy.
1: Yeah, that part I was like... Damn. So, to me, it kind of sounds like Susan wants to be a housewife. Like, she wants to yeah, be a, I- a mother and a housewife and just have that perfect life that she didn't get with her pa- with her marriage. So, I get that.
0: Yeah, so in Susan's letter, she talks about this what had happened that previous weekend. And he's going to kind of go in. He kind of talks about what happened. Spicy. Yeah, Susan, I'm not mad at you about what happened this weekend. Actually, I'm very thankful because I think what happened, I think this is when he realizes he doesn't want to be with her. Like he doesn't want to be in a committed relationship. R.I.P. Actually, I'm very thankful. As I told you, I was starting to let my heart warm up to the idea of us going out as more than just friends. So I think their relationship was friends with benefits Mm -hmm. and like casual dating. She obviously wanted something more. I was starting to warm up with the idea of us just going out as just friends but seeing you kiss another man put things back into perspective i remember how i hurt laura and i won't let that happen again and therefore i can't let myself get close to you oh no okay as for your relationship with uh b brown which is her friend benji brown who she kissed of course you have to make your own decisions in life but remember you have to live with the consequences also that's fair everyone is held accountable for their actions and i would hate for people to perceive you as an unreputable person if you want to catch a nice guy like me one day you have to act like a nice girl and you know nice girls don't sleep with married men because benji is married i mean he's not wrong No. Besides, I want you to feel good about yourself. And I'm afraid that if you sleep with B. Brown or any other married man for that matter, you will lose your self-respect. I know I did when we were messing around earlier this year. I care for you, but also care for Susan Brown. And um, so Susan Brown is married to Benji Brown. Not to be confused with Susan Susan Smith. Smith. (laughs) And I would hate to see anyone get hurt. Susan must say that she wouldn't care about her husband having an affair. But you and I know that is not true. I mean, yeah. Anyhow, as I've already told you, you're a very special person. Don't settle for mediocre in life. Go for all of it and settle for the best. I do. It's 11.50 p.m. and I'm getting very sleepy. But I wanted to write you this letter because you are the one who is always making the effort for me and I want to return the friendship. Again, you always have my friendship and your friendship is one that I always look upon with sincere affection. Tom.
1: Okay, so I can understand where he's coming from, but he definitely could have said a lot less. (laughs) Man was writing a novel. Yeah. And he typed it. So
0: that's how you know he's serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so after reading both letters, like, side by side, you can't really get mad at him. Absolutely because,
1: not. Like, I completely understand where he was coming from. From Yeah,
0: and I think it's valid. Like, because I think if the roles were reversed, everybody would have totally been on the girl side. Like, yeah. yeah, good for her. She don't want kids. But I think it's the same for him. Yeah. Especially when he makes the valid point with so much going on in the world, he doesn't want to bring her life into it. And yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't want kids, and I wouldn't want to raise somebody else's
1: kids. Yeah, and... The fact that she was also kind of, I mean, she at least kissed this other guy. Do we know how involved she was with Benji Brown?
0: I couldn't find anything, but I think there was talks about her. I don't think she slept with him, but I think there was talks about him sleeping with her and that his wife, Susan Brown, uh, was like, I wouldn't care, but okay she would and i think he i think tom what he's trying to say is you may say that you don't care and susan may say that she doesn't care but we both know that you would lose all self-respect for sleeping with uh, knowingly sleeping with a married man which yeah. is fair
1: yeah because cheaters are, cheaters suck i'm just gonna yeah like it's cheaters
0: just... ugh, i hate if you are a cheater ugh, i hate you mood. automatically
1: mood so anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just the notes are the funniest part of the story to me. The, st- the story is not funny, but the <laughs> notes keep cracking me up. Also, there's another note we're going to read uh, oh, from Susan. Oh, fun. Oh, and I gotta, I'm going to post pictures of this on um our social media pages. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find Tom's, but, like, she
1: doesn't spell anything, and she has a lot of hearts in her <laughs> i'm like girl what are you in middle school i'm wondering if she maybe has some arrested development from all of the trauma that she had when she was younger but still that's all right
0: so on october 25th so this is eight days after susan gets this letter from tom susan gets burned by tom (laughs) yes tom is like pack it up girl (laughs) (laughs) laura is my one true love (laughs)
1: yeah see that's the thing he could have left that part out at least
0: (laughs) I mean she needs to know where he's coming
1: from good for Tom (laughs) but see there's a way to be honest without being hurtful and I feel like telling her that you are in love with another woman who you don't listen after you
0: find out what she does you're gonna be like good for Tom (laughs)
1: Okay, but it hasn't happened yet at this point when Tom wrote this letter. So,
0: <laughs> okay, so on October twenty fifth, in nineteen ninety four, Susan calls nine one one, and she's panicking, and she's saying that she's been carjacked, and a black man stole her car. She tells nine one one that this this black man. She repeats that it's a black man over and over again. But this black man took her car, like pulled her out of the car, went, took off in it, and her two kids are in the back seat. She says this happened at a red light in the city of Union on Highway 49. So, like, as soon as this, like, it comes out, this huge manhunt goes underway in this entire town. Because you got to think, this is a small town. This is the most excitement many of these people have had their entire life. But they're, like, searching for this man. They're searching for this car. They're searching for the two boys. Susan and David are going on several TV news appearances. Like, they even go on to the Today Show. And Susan gets on these TV appearances. And she is, like, begging for this man to please bring her kids back to her. She wants her children home. Please bring her children home. But she wasn't being consistent. And she kept changing her story of what happened to the police. Mm -mm. That's automatically a red sign. You can't keep your story straight, automatically a red sign. You can't you keep saying everything so well and everything is the exact same every time you tell it, automatically a red sign. Just (laughs) if you're too consistent, but if you're not consistent enough
1: red flags. Okay, memory is a weird thing. Like if you ever study psychology, the way that we encode memories is very Complicated and complex. Sometimes we don't encode things properly. That happens, especially with dramatic events. However, <laughs> I feel like you would still get the pieces yeah, of the story right. You would the get story, the right. very like the basic information correct. You wouldn't. You wouldn't fuck that up. Yeah, she was not. She was
0: saying this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. I don't know
1: what all she said. I didn't. It's ask. fine. But it's a rookie mistake. Yeah. God, rookie.
0: Okay. So the detectives who are working on this case, oh, you got to think, like, they called SLED-IN, they call, which SLED stands for uh, South Carolina okay. Law Enforcement Division. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. It's called SLED. I had to look it up. And I was like, the <laughs> like, fuck a SLED? I was Santa like, Claus. damn, they got uh ice. I was like, damn, they got ice up <laughs> in here, but it was SLED. <laughs> it's totally different. But they said that her body language and the mannerisms just didn't sit well with them. And I was like, what does that even mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, I could kind of understand it because there are certain tells that people will have. Like, I think it's like if they look up and to the left when they're talking, that usually means that they're lying or it's something like that. I don't know. It, there's like common maneuvers that people do when they're lying. So
0: Yeah, like shaking their legs. I
1: mean, I just do that because I'm an anxious I was going to say, but- <laughs> fuck you if
0: you have anxiety because
1: you're lying. Yeah.
0: A restless leg syndrome. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so this is, this part really is like, damn, they really did their job here, okay? But, so the biggest, like, red flag to the police about her story was uh, the red light that she said she was stopped at. So this red light is behind, um, if you guys are ever in Union, I don't know why the hell you would be, because <laughs> it's a fucking small-ass town. But if you're ever in Union, this light is right behind the Monarch Mill textile plant. And Susan told police that there was no other car when she was stopped by that stoplight. But according to the police, there is no way that she would have been stopped at that red light because that specific light was only activated when another car was coming down the cross street.
1: Oh, no, Miss Susan, you fucked up.
0: Okay, so Robert
1: Stewart, who
0: is the former chief of SLED, um, this is a direct quote from him. He said, We were able to show at one point that her story could not have happened at the intersection because she said there was no one there. For that light to be red, a car would have had to activate the pressure pad on the intersecting street to make her light red. So. Wow. I think that's really what, like, caught her. Yeah. And damn, dude. Like, I'm not saying, like, she should have. Lot lie- like anybody should lie but like she should have said like some dude stopped like ran out in front of her and then took her car yeah you would think but she's not that smart i guess no she's pr- a <laughs> the union county sheriff howard Wills, he's the former sheriff i think he's dead uh don't quote me on that <clears throat> but I think he is dead. Um, He admitted that he lied to Susan while interrogating her, which is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. They do be lying. Yeah, we
1: talked about that last week with the Daniel Wozniak episode. Yeah,
0: he told her that Union County had surveillance cameras in that area and that's where where she said she was carjacked. (laughs) And he informed her that the incident couldn't have happened, as she said. And he threatened to take this information to
1: the media. (laughs)
0: Because damn you, Susan.
1: You're a liar! Boy, I don't think you can take that information to the media if it's still part of an active investigation. But I think
0: the police, they, they can do whatever they want. Yes,
1: yeah, that, that just doesn't seem like a, sm- a smart move. But Well, it worked because she finally
0: broke down and she admitted to strapping her kids in their car seat inside of her red Mazda proteage Wait, and let it roll down the boat ramp into the John D. Long it's
1: Lake. protege. What the fuck ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so she okay listen so she sits on this fucking boat ramp and she lets her kids go down right right and then they i didn't add this in my notes but in the court case they recreate like they got the same exact car that she had and recreated like what would have happened and she said she couldn't go back and save them it took Seven and a half full minutes for the car to completely submerge. So she sat there for seven and a half full minutes while her kids
1: drowned. I just want to think that out. And drowning's not a quick way to go either.
0: No, and they made the jury in this case. They filmed this video and the prosecuting attorney made the jury watch it with no sound. And they said, like, there was not a dry eye in that courtroom. Like, it was just... Like, it wasn't actual, the actual car, but, like, I mean, it could have been. Yeah. Because it was the exact same model, exact same make, like, no sound. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and then, like, the way that it would have went, so, like, the cars on the mm-hmm. water, it would have went yeah, um, front down. So, the kids would have been, like, upholstered in the air while it fully submerged. That's, a, that's terrifying yeah. to be a three-year-old, knowing your mom's, like, right back yeah. there. Yeah. Like, not understanding what's going on. Okay, so this confession came nine days after searching for the boys. So, these people have been searching for these kids for nine days. So, just want to point that out. She got on national television for nine days begging for this. That's another thing. She makes up this black man that carjacks her. And the description of this, like, they sketched it out. They said it was the most basic description. It was like some guy he could have been in between. This is uh, like how they said that she described him. He was six foot in between six foot and six five. He had brown eyes, brown hair. Uh, he was like an average built. So he was wearing a beanie. i um, like, so do you know
1: how many black people fit that description?
0: I know, that's what,
1: like, the whole thing My was brother like. fits that description. My dad fits that description. If you met either of them, you would know. He is not, neither of them are capable of doing anything like that. Well, that, so. that was the
0: whole point. But my whole thing was, what was she going to do? Drag this out until she picked a random black man on the street that fit the basic description? Probably. I said that was him. I wouldn't
1: doubt it. She wouldn't be the first. And she wouldn't be the last, so. Okay. So,
0: well, she confessed this statement orally to the investigator and then she wrote a confession letter. So I'm going to read the confession letter and I just want you to know this confession letter is the fucking dumbest confession letter I've ever read. Hate people.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm not, but go ahead.
0: And this is also handwritten.
1: I know I'm going to I'm going to get real mad. I I can already tell. Yeah, you're going to get real mad. And we'll get right to that after a quick word about our sponsors.
0: When I left my home on Tuesday, October 25th, I was very emotionally distraught. I didn't want to live anymore. I felt like things could never get any worse. When I left home, I was going to ride around a little and then go to my mom's. As I rode and rode and rode, I felt my anxiety coming upon me about not wanting to live. I felt I couldn't be a good mom anymore, but I didn't want my children to grow up without a mom. And I felt I had to end our lives to protect us all from any grief or harm. I had never felt so lonely and so sad in my entire life. I was in love with someone very much, and he didn't love me back and never would. I had a very difficult time accepting that, but I had hurt him very much and could see why he could never love me. When I was at John D. Long Lake, I had never felt so scared and unsure as I did then. I wanted to end my life so bad. And I was in my car ready to go down the ramp in the water. And I did go partway, but I stopped. And then I got out of the car and stood by in a nervous wreck. Why was I feeling this way? why was everything so bad with my life? I had no answers to these questions. I dropped to the lowest when I allowed my children to go down the ramp into the water without me. I took off running and screaming, oh god, oh god no, what have I done? Why have you let this happen? Okay, first of all, uh, nobody
1: let that happen except for you, Homer. I was girl. about to say,
0: I am, I think I'm, like, agnostic. Anyway, so I'm not, like, a Christian, but- how are you gonna sit here you let that happen and then you're gonna sit here and blame your god that's the
1: thing too is that if you are a christian you believe that god gave you free will so he didn't let anything happen so this confession letter to me
0: like i'm gonna obviously read the rest but this confession letter is her putting the blame on anybody but herself i just want to point that out there to me uh, that's i mean it that's like.
1: definitely what it seems like and that seems to be the case with most killers they it's never their fault the reason why they killed somebody
0: i wanted to turn around so bad and go back but i knew it was too late i was an absolute mental case i couldn't believe what i had just done i loved my children with all my heart that will never change no, you did not Nope. I have prayed to them for forgiveness
1: and hope that they will find it in their hearts to forgive me. Oh, they're dead. If there is an afterlife, if there is a heaven and your children are there, I hope that they never forgive you because they trusted you and you did this to them. Yeah, and they're three years old and 14
0: months old. I just want to like reiterate that. I never meant to hurt them. I am sorry for what has happened and I know that I need some help. Obviously, Susan, you do need help. I don't think I will ever be able to forgive myself for what I have done. My children, Michael and Alex, are with our Heavenly Father, and I know that they will never be hurt again. As a mom, that means more to me than words will ever say. I knew that from day one, the truth would prevail, but I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. It was tough emotionally to sit and watch my family hurt like they did. It was time to bring peace of mind to everyone, including myself. My children deserve the best and they will have it. I broke down on November 3rd and told Sheriff Howard Wells the truth. It wasn't easy, but the truth was out. It felt like the world was lifted off my shoulders. I know now that there is going to be a very tough and long road ahead of me. And at this moment, I don't know if I'll be able to handle it handle what is coming. She can't handle prison. That's what she's saying.
1: I don't know if I can handle this, but I killed my children. So, <laughs> don't stop me. Shut up. But I have prayed to God that he
0: will give me the strength to survive each day and to face these tough times and situations in life that will be extremely painful. Like you put yourself in, but okay. Mm-hmm. I have put total faith in God and he will take care of me. Susan Smith. Okay, so I just want to point out, she killed those children because Tom said he didn't want kids. Whether she admits that or not, that
1: is why she killed those children. I have a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts about this.
0: And my thing is, Tom says he doesn't want children, but he also says he doesn't want a relationship. Yeah, He's not going to love you. Well, he didn't love you then, and he sure as hell is not going to love you now.
1: You're a murderer. Not only are you cuckoo bananas, but you're also a murderer. Like you killed your kids. That's not gonna make you appealing to somebody.
0: No. And my thing is, okay, so say say he says he will give you a chance if you sign over your rights to these kids. David loves these kids. Why don't you just sign your rights over to the father? Yeah. Like you don't you'll be a piece of shit, but at least your kids will still be alive. Now you're just a piece
1: of shit with two dead children. Yeah, and the thing that I think bothers me the most is the fact that she was depressed, allegedly, because of all of this, and yet she didn't, like, she was like, oh, I don't want my children to grow up without a mother. Like, it was a very selfish decision to murder her kids. Like, because... The whole thing was selfish. Yeah. Committing suicide would have made your children grow up without a mother, but... But
0: they would still be alive. Yeah.
1: And, like, they would probably be upset for the rest of their lives, or they would eventually come to terms with it, but come on. Like, what kills
0: me is she was trying to say that she was going to kill herself with them, but then chickened out and just killed her kids. Yeah, I just want to point that out there. Yeah. And she's a coward. Yeah. It's. Whew. I. I anyway, so good for Tom for breaking it off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Jesus squirrel. So this. hold on one more, one more thing before we go on the fact no, that fine. last paragraph also really annoyed me because she was like I knew from day one that the truth would prevail it's like maybe oh, yes. maybe if you had actually just told the truth from the very beginning but the only reason
0: she even admitted to it was because she knew she was caught because the sheriff told her we have security cameras we know that didn't happen yeah. that's the only reason she told exactly. the truth not because she felt bad for her family but also you let them suffer for nine days yeah Going on national television, lying, saying that there was a black man who stole your car. Yeah,
1: like you dragged this out for everybody. You expect me to believe that you felt so bad that you just, you finally decided to get this weight off your shoulder like it wouldn't have been on your shoulders if you hadn't killed your fucking children
0: she is selfish and she is a coward she's a coward for a not killing herself with her children she's a coward for getting out of the car i don't wish for anybody to die but she's a coward for getting out of a car and she is selfish because the only reason she admitted to what happened was because she knew she was caught yeah and she didn't want them to go to the media about it because she knew she wasn't going to be able to fight it that's the only reason she admitted to that i'm so mad right now the truth will prevail so mad
1: right now. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, it really frustrates me. So, and then she's gonna blame God the entire time. Like it is God's fault that she let her kids roll. Like God let the the car roll down yeah. the ramp. God put her there. God made her go to the yeah. lake. God's gonna, you know, we'll see her through. God's not gonna do shit, dude. It's in the Ten Commandments: Thou shall not yeah. murder. And you just did that twice. Yeah. Jesus. <sighs> <Okay>. so anyways <laughs> so this confession letter was signed and dated 11 394 at 505 p.m and i think this actually took place like they interrogated her like a lot throughout the nine days but i think this actually took place in a church which is ironic So racial tension ignited at the reveal of the truth because the black community locally and nationally were not forgiving. Understandably. They were mad that she like was trying to blame a black guy who
1: didn't even exist. And I'm assuming that she's a white woman too, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a very long history of white women accusing black men of things that they didn't do, like Emmett Till, for example, where- Oh, that story is so sad. Yeah, like he's, he's not the only one that that's happened to, but he's probably one of the most famous because he was so young. And yeah, it's, there's a long history of things like that. It still happens today. So I'm I'm not surprised that they weren't forgiving of her for trying to pass the blame on
0: Well, this is also in the midst oh, of yeah, the, yeah. the race riots, because yeah. OJ's case is going on, I think. It either is currently going on. on during this, or... I think it's in 95 when his case goes.
1: Uh, let me, yeah, it was, it was um, opening statements for January 24th, 1995. So they're gearing up. So this is in
0: October of 94. They're gearing up to do OJ's case. So this is right in the midst of the racial tensions from in California. So this is in the middle of the race riots.
1: Yeah, and then also Rodney King, I think, was a couple years before then. Uh, 92. No, okay. that was that was when the officers were acquitted. Was in ninety two, but yeah, I think it happened the year before. So yeah, yeah. So it happened in 91. It's a so very, this is yeah, so this tense is, time for race relations. But, so I, this
0: did not make it any any better yeah so oh susan had failed uh more than one polygraph test which okay polygraph tests are kind of dumb in my opinion because they're just doing like your heart rate and other stuff like so i mean you could fill it and be telling the truth yeah but i think it just added more fuel to the fire that she had filled so many Mm -hmm. this is so sad okay so the diver who found the car in the lake with the boys said they found a tiny hand that was pressed against the glass window and that the boys were found in the car holding hands that's really sad that is really sad and they were actually buried together in the same coffin i'm glad that they're
1: together (sighs) yeah
0: okay so anyways (laughs) um, (laughs) so they actually, investigators had actually searched the lake previously, but they only went 30 feet from the shore. The car was actually found 120 feet from the shore. So that means, like, the car had to been have gone and, like, went airborne for a little Yeah.
1: Bit. So it's not like it just rolled down the thing. No,
0: like, it went airborne, but it also floated for a yeah, while, that's too. That's true, yeah. Like, I think it did land at about 30 feet, but after, like, floating and moving with the current, it... Yeah after nine days got to the 120 foot mark during Susan's trial, her stepfather, Beverly Russell, who is a member of the state Republican party and the Christian coalition testified to the court that he had molested Susan as a teenager. And he also testified that the two of them had consensual sex up to two months before the boys went missing. <sighs> He also said that he would never have touched her if he knew this was what would have happened. And this is a direct quote from Beverly Russell. Had I known what the result of my sin would be, I would have mustered the strength to behave according to my responsibility. Excuse me? (laughs) I mean, she's in the wrong 110%,
1: but what? (laughs) It's not funny. It's not funny. You're saying I wouldn't have molested her and had sex with her if I knew that she was going to kill her kids? Maybe you shouldn't do that with your stepdaughter to begin with that's weird Nasty. also when she was a teenager that's illegal <laughs> like come on yeah. <sighs> what is with this, this whole fucking family dude I know just throw them out <laughs> throw them in the garbage
0: so obviously her defense team painted her as distraught mentally ill a suicidal mother who was coerced into giving the police a confession which is bullshit I mean cool motive still murder <laughs> cool story but still murder bro Also, I want to state her written confession was witnessed by, like, two other cops that weren't a part of Union. Mm -hmm. And she gave an oral confession. So she gave two confessions.
1: Yeah. And, like, even if she was mentally ill and that's the reason why she did what she did, that doesn't excuse excuse anything. Yeah. Like... Whenever we have mass shootings, people are always like, oh, he was depressed and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, the majority of people nowadays are depressed, have anxiety. Get on the boat, bro. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we're going to... Get some medication. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're going to go out of our way to buy machine guns and shoot up a school because we're depressed like there are obviously other reasons why people do these things but you can't blame mental illness on every like every terrible thing that happens
0: to me there's a difference between mental illness and like depression and anxiety like I know it's all under the same thing but like mental illness in the sense of like like schizophrenia or hearing or schizophrenia yeah that's different
1: I mean it's the same but it's different. there are different levels in the DSM of basically disorders and mental illnesses so i get that but like it's always that thing where people will constantly go to depression as the excuse for whatever it is and it's like join the fucking club (laughs) get over
0: yourself dude. take some
1: medication and join the fucking club (laughs)
0: So they used her father's suicide as a defense tactic, saying that this led Susan into a long-term depression, mental instability, and her own suicidal thoughts. And that may be the case, but you can't blame her
1: father killing him. Like, yeah. suicide isn't hereditary. Also, she didn't kill herself. So, clearly, if she did actually have suicidal thoughts, she never went through with it. So, how mm-hmm. is that... Mm-hmm.
0: So, the court found her guilty and convicted her on two counts of murder, Good. and she was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison. Good. She has maintained the crime had nothing to do with Tom, Girl. but I think
1: that's bullshit. Girl. I mean, it's
0: not Tom's fault at all, but I think that was her motive, was she wanted to get rid of the kids to be with Tom. And she
1: also said like, in her confession that I was distraught over the fact that this man did not love me. like, And I couldn't accept that. Yeah. Like, she even said that herself what so fun fact if you guys
0: have ever watched criminal minds her mugshot is and i'm gonna post a picture of it but her mugshots in the intro oh fun fact um but we're not done Mm. she's crazy oh okay So, a psychiatrist diagnosed Susan with dependent personality disorder, which I can see, but that falls under anxiety-related personality disorders, Mm -hmm. and people who suffer from DPD can feel incapable of being alone or taking care of themselves, which I I feel like that fits her. I think that she is the type of person who needs to have some sort of relationship at all times. I can see that.
1: It doesn't even have to be like a romantic relationship either a dependent personality disorder can also apply to like platonic things like just family or friends like
0: yeah and okay i don't know i mean he testified to it but i don't know if it was ever like actually proven which i guess it's r- true that he did molest her but i mean th- that's really sad and i feel for you but do you know other many women and men are molested daily and don't kill their kids yeah like, I, I think that adds to her trauma. I think it adds to her emotional trauma and her mindset. Yeah. And, like, you said that she might have, what did you say? That she
1: might have um, repressed a lot of her. Yeah. A lot of memory issues come with trauma. There's a lot of repression. It's a coping mechanism, which I completely understand. And sometimes our bodies just do it without us. Like, it's not a conscious thing that we're doing. Our bodies just automatically, like. It's to, like, protect the mind. Yeah. The
0: mind's trying to protect itself. Like,
1: I have a lot of. Repressed memories that, like, I genuinely don't remember most of my childhood. It's not like I had a very significant trauma that happened, but it's. I wish I couldn't remember my childhood. (sighs) Sorry, Brittany, I if (laughs) I could give you my 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 trauma, I would.
0: (laughs) Not trying to say my trauma is worse than your trauma,
1: Uh, but I do wish I couldn't remember it. No, no, it's okay. I mean, I know I know that my trauma is not terrible so i like i personally acknowledge that but i can also acknowledge i don't remember shit about my like basically yeah. from like second grade to like 10th grade i remember zero <laughs> like maybe little bits and pieces here but nothing significant like i did i was going through one of my old email accounts recently and i had emails about student government in high school and I was like i was in student government what um, That's how my friend is. I'm not gonna shout her
0: out, but that's how my friend is. Anyway. (laughs) I like Susan Smith's like, my trauma's worse than your trauma.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she seems she seems like the type.
0: You try to kill yourself, my dad killed himself and I tried twice and then my stepdad raped me. Yeah. That's my trauma. I'm not making fun of her, but I'm just saying that's how she Yeah,
1: and that's the thing too, is like what she went through was terrible, but that doesn't excuse what she ended up doing to her kids.
0: Oh, you thought we were done? She has prison violations.
1: Oh, shocking.
0: So Susan has had numerous infractions, including violations with sleeping with two different correctional officers at Women's Correctional Center in Columbia. Oh. So former prison guard captain, and I just want to let you know they were both like high-ranked. He was the night shift supervisor, but Alfred J. Rowe Jr., he pleaded guilty for having sexual relations with Susan in 2001. And months before that, Lieutenant Hudson Cagle admitted to the allegations of having four different sexual encounters with Susan. Bro. She also said that Cagle beat her, but there was no evidence to confirm that. Both men were obviously fired. Cagle spent three months in prison, and Alfred Rowe was sentenced to five years probation.
1: I'm wondering... I know that they said sexual relations or sexual encounters, but do you know if these encounters were consensual or if it was...
0: Mm -hmm. But because they're correctional officers, no encounter, regardless of the woman, says it's consensual or not, is considered consensual. Well, yeah,
1: especially because of the fact that they are high-ranking officials. Like, there's a power imbalance there anyway, but I I was just... Yeah, I was about to say, kind of think about it as,
0: like, a student teacher. It's not the same, but, like, a student regardless of the student says yes, the teacher is still gonna be at fault. It's still gonna be considered a rape. Yeah. Um and that's what that's actually I think a rule in the their handbook or whatever. But the one uh Kagel, mm-hmm. the one who got sentenced to three months prison, went on the Doctor Oz show and he said that he believes I mean you gotta take this with the grain of salt, but he believes that she you know, wanted to have sex with them, they had sex, to get moved, because she was moved to a different prison soon after, and that prison is closer to her hometown. Interesting. So, I mean, that very well, like, she could have manipulated that situation, but he's also was, you know, convicted, yeah. so take that with a grain of <laughs> salt.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: So, she was held at the Women's Correctional Center from 94 to 2000, and then she was transferred to Leith in 2013 in Greedwood County, and she's also been disciplined five times since 2010. So, March and April of 2010 she got punished or disciplined for the use of narcotics marijuana and unauthorized drug or inhalant so i think it goes into any of that category april 2010 for mutilation which is anything that leaves a scar or damage on the body i think she was cutting herself I don't know how that wasn't, like, confirmed, but that's what I am assuming that is. February 2012 for unauthorized use of an inmate's pen. So I think she used somebody else's pen.
1: I thought it said pen for a second. I'm like, damn, that's harsh.
0: (laughs) No, like a pen for the canteen. Okay. Um, And then in 2015 was for the use of narcotics, marijuana, and unauthorized drug or inhalant. Smith claims that the first drug charge was for one diet pill but I was like how do you, you can get diet
1: pills in prison why do you even need a diet pill in prison that's what I'm saying like, like nobody's what? gonna see you
0: <laughs> well and then the second drug infraction was because she was hoarding medication and taking large doses to deal with depression that's what she says which she I'm surprised that she got charged for it because I know somebody who is in lease and you had to swallow the pill and then like show that yeah. like proof that you swallowed so I don't understand how she was able to hoard it. I'm
1: also wondering why would you hoard it and take large doses when if you take it every day it gradually works. To me it
0: sounds worked. like she's try- she was trying to kill herself so yeah. that's what it sounded like to me
1: like trying to OD. Yeah because it's like if you take it every single day like it's a gradual thing like it, if you take mo- it's not ibuprofen you can't take more of it to have it be more effective. I mean, I guess in a and way. even then, it
0: only goes so far. Yeah.
1: So in Su- –
0: <laughs> this is so funny to me. In 2010, Susan tried to appeal to have her conviction overturned. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decided to represent herself, and she claimed that her Amanda rights <laughs> – it's Miranda, but she said in court her Amanda rights were violated and that she was <laughs> illegally – coerced into giving a confession without an attorney present
1: and so you're so her not amanda gonna have writes. an attorney present to make you not sound like an idiot <laughs> i was about to say
0: damn dude you should have
1: got an attorney for this
0: she went in front of the judge and was like my amanda rights were um not read to me uh ma'am it is miranda wrong name not even the right
1: letter that is so funny to me. like how fucking dumb i'm gonna use that with my sister because her name is amanda so my amanda rights rights were violated
0: okay so she also claimed that she suffered from battered woman syndrome and that her ex-husband david abused her so i looked into this so i read somewhere and david admitted that things did get physical but not that he hit her like one time he grabbed her by the arm and like drug her to the front porch and just kind of dropped her there but i couldn't find anything that said like he or that she reported that he beat her. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But you also... Not that it's right at all. Like, I'm not saying, like, men should hit women. Yeah. But if she started it or she was pushing him...
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not saying it's right for him to push her back because he's stronger, but...
1: Yeah. But also... I mean, take that with a grain of salt. I mean, with abuse victims, they might not report because they're afraid. So, like, I can understand from that side, but at the same time...
0: You can't use that to your defense if you don't have a record of it. Yeah. Because there was no record or nothing
1: to show that she was... Yeah.
0: Like, she didn't... There was no hospital or anything like that. Mm. So, if she was, that sucks, but she can't use that as a defense tactic if there's nothing to prove that she was. Because yeah. at this point, she's been in jail for she went 95, so 15 years. Wow. She has been in jail for 15 so years. So, what was the
1: point of trying to appeal your conviction after 15 years?
0: I think that was when she was able to appeal for it. Like, because I think you only get so many appeals at so many times. And I think hers was, uh, she got an appeal after 15 years.
1: That's weird.
0: I don't know. Please don't ask me questions. I can't. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the, uh, obviously there was no evidence, and the judge threw this case out. I just want to let everybody know that Susan will be eligible for parole on November fourth, twenty twenty-four. That will have been when she has served thirty years.
1: No. So I'm not done, guys. Well, so she'll be eligible for parole, but because of all the like numerous violations she has, I'm sure she won't actually get out. Uh,
0: I don't know. So apparently now she's working with the warden i think she's realized so her last infraction was in 2015 she's realized she can't get in trouble and still expect to get out Mm -hmm. so she's been on her best behavior
1: it's a matter of time
0: i don't know i'm david is not her biggest fan at all there's numerous where he said that he would i think he said don't quote me on this i think he said that he did hope that she would get the death penalty but she didn't um but I don't think he... I think he will go to her
1: parole hearing. I don't think he's gonna... Yeah, he's definitely not gonna... He's gonna fight to keep her in there because she murdered their she children. She murdered...
0: Yeah. Like, um, And that was really tough for him. Yeah. So, in November of 2020, the former director of South Carolina Department of Corrections, John Osment, told New York Post, she will always be a manipulative person. It is who she is. It's highly unlikely Susan will make parole, at least not for the first time. Because I think you she's eligible in 2024, and then she, if she doesn't get it, she can go every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's how that works. But I agree. I think she's very manipulative. I think she uses, I think she's smart in the sense she uses her trauma as her defense mechanism. Like, oh whoa oh, me i'm not saying like we shouldn't feel bad for her because you know that really sucks that you know you were raped and you're you try to commit suicide and you're depressed yeah. and your father killed himself it sucks I and mean, i really feel for you
1: but you lost me when you murdered your kids yeah like we say from Nine 99 cool motives still murder i love jake he's so funny So,
0: and now, this sucks, guys. So, in September 1996, a family went to the memorial of Michael and Alex. Because there's a, I don't know if there was at this time. um, But now there's a big, like, memorial stone for them. And it has their pictures. And it's Mm. really, like, sweet. But um, it was on the boat ramp that the two boys died on the memorial. Um, So, the mother, Angie Phillips, got out to take a look around. And the dad, Tim Phillips, and their four children waited in the car. While she was looking at the memorial, at some point, the car started rolling down the boat ramp, and Tim was unable to stop it. Uh, the car rolled into the lake. Angie jumped in after it to help, like, try to save them. And someone else that was visiting the memorial, who's unrelated, jumped in as well. Unfortunately, all seven of them drowned.
1: Jesus.
0: So um, that same year, the South Carolina Natural Resource Department decided to remove the ramp, and it was demolished in 1997 so that the lake's still there but the boat ramp is not oh, good that sounds like a cursed place so david smith has built a new life for him susan and david's divorce was finalized in may 1995 good. he went on to have two children savannah and nicholas good he went on oprah uh he did say like he wants to live a private life like he's not yeah doesn't really like to talk about it i did reach out to him i didn't get a response unfortunately but that's understandable So, like, there's no hard feelings. But he does have a – I haven't read it, but I've heard it's really good. But he has a book called Beyond a Reason, My Life with Susan Smith. So if you guys read it, let us know. I really want to. I've ordered it on Amazon. It just hasn't come in yet. So that's the case of Susan Smith. What are your thoughts? I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I'm one of those people where when they get mad, they kind of shut down. So I'm just kind of like – God. I know.
0: It's like the Tyrell
1: Peterson case. Yeah. Exactly. It's like – I mean – with kids like yeah they can be annoying they can piss you off but they never deserve to be murdered they don't get it you know yeah like they're kids they haven't learned yeah exactly they're not adults they don't have the cognitive function to my thing is i don't think they did anything i yeah. think she just
0: strapped them in yeah and was like we're gonna go
1: die and that's the thing it's like they don't deserve for that to happen my thing is she did it i, I don't care what she says she did it So Tim would love her, like would want to be with her, because she didn't
0: have kids. So yeah,
1: that or just the fact that she did it because she was distraught over him. It's like that's not gonna fix anything. Like he's still not gonna uh... love you. (laughs) Like
0: uh... it just stresses me out. Yeah.
1: But that was in '94.
0: So, yeah, well. But if you guys are ever at John D. Long Lake in Union, um, you guys can go see the memorial of Michael and Alex. Like I said, it's a big, uh, I've been, um, it's a big stone. I haven't been recently. Mm -hmm. I've been when I was a child and my parents brought me there at the middle of the night and I got very concerned. (laughs) I would too. For a second. Like, I don't know. I think we were coming back from a Christmas party in Union or something. I don't know why we were in Union, but we were in Union and my mom was like, let's stop. And then my dad and then my mom stopped and it was a nice time. And I was like, hmm, this is (laughs) suspicious."
1: If I'm ever down in that area again, I will try to swing by. (laughs) I'm, I'm. <laughs> I have thoughts. I just can't vocalize them because I'm just so mad. <laughs> like it's just irritating. and
0: yeah. then she's manipulative. Like she knows she can get, and she knows she's gonna get released. Like she has the opportunity to get released soon. So she's like, "Let me chill out." Yeah. Let me like, chillax.
1: Yeah, and it's. just, I don't understand how somebody can do all that and then just not take any. St- ounce of responsibility like there's not one point in there where she mentions like i lied i did it i did it Yeah, like i lied I about it. it she's like god made it or let it happen and i have prayed to him yeah the truth will prevail but it, she's not she's not like i lied <laughs>
0: like Ooh. she
1: did not take any personal responsibility for any for the way that any of the events unfolded
0: and i don't think she has like up to this day i think she uh did a recent article like, in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I think it's... I haven't read it. I don't have a subscription mm-hmm. to the, where it is at. But I think it's called Sincerely, Susan. Mm-hmm. And she, write, she writes a letter stating why. I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't read it, so I don't know what it says. But I, from my knowledge, I don't think... Sh- I still, at this point, she still isn't taking blame for it. She says she loved her kids. I don't doubt that she did love them. Like, I'm sure she did. But I think it was an... You know, I think she likes the idea of a man more.
1: Yeah. Clearly it wasn't unconditional love. Because if it was, she wouldn't have murdered them. She's like, oh, they're with God now. Okay, well, they're still dead. Yeah. Like, you still murdered them. The last couple minutes of their life was spent drowning in a lake. And watching water immerse. Like, because I said it was a slow immerse. Like, the water
0: slowly came into the car.
1: Yeah, so it's like, they're strapped in this car, not understanding what's happening, why the person that they probably trusted more than anybody in this world is letting this happen to them, you know?
0: And my thing is, I don't understand why you didn't just sign the, like, if you really wanted to be with a guy who didn't want kids, why not just sign your rights over to David? You're already going through a divorce. Just tell the court that you don't want the rights anymore. I'm sure he would have taken them. I just
1: don't have sympathy for her. I don't either, because it's like.
0: But good for Tom. She was. He was like, you know what? This not gonna work out. He maybe he's a
1: fortune teller. Yeah, he he saw the signs. Yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that at the moment. I'm sure that after we're done recording, I'll have more thoughts. But (laughs) if I keep going, I'm just gonna keep ranting and be like, God, this woman. So, Chris
0: hates her. Chris hates this case.
1: Understandably so. Oh, one thing. It does remind me, there was this woman who, I think she had like five kids and she drowned them in a bathtub. Yes, so yes, I know the case. But I,
0: but I think she was like, yeah, she, there was... If
1: I remember right, they found that she was acting, like she was hallucinating she was delusional. she had a psychotic brain yeah something like that and so like that i can understand but what it sounds like with susan it does not sound like that it...
0: i think that the case that uh you're talking about i think she like she was having hallucinations that was saying like god god told me to kill them like yeah. she was having an actual psychotic break yeah
1: so like with that i understand like it obviously it doesn't excuse what she did but like no but i also think susan smith wrote
0: that letter to further her mental yeah.
1: illness case
0: i think she was thinking ahead i think she's she's a lot smarter than what yeah. people think holy okay so anyways thanks yeah. for joining us thanks.
1: <laughs> why do you keep bringing me these cases that upset me <laughs> you're gonna bring a tomorrow yeah, we're yeah that one's gonna be real bad <laughs> like it's it's gonna require like massive trigger warnings but it deserves to be told and you're also going to be very angry because I was very angry yesterday so Just all the anger. Yay. So, we are on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Shockingly Wicked Podcasts. We are on Twitter at Wicked Podcast One. We are on TikTok at Shockingly Wicked. We are on YouTube with a page that we don't have a URL for yet, but we're slowly getting there. We're so close to 50. (laughs) Yeah, we're almost halfway there. We are also on Facebook in a private group. We have had a couple people actually starting discussions lately, and it's been a lot of fun. So, come join us. It's a private group. You just hit like join group but it should automatically accept you um and i believe that's everything if you have case suggestions you can email them to us at shockingly wicked podcast at gmail.com and we will add them to our ever-growing list of cases so that's everything thank you guys so much for tuning in we appreciate you that's all bye, bye.